What's up, Des Moines? This is the Fit Moines Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Doc Brian Ladd. On this podcast, we're going to talk about all things related to health and wellness in Des Moines. We'll interview clinicians and coaches from around the metro to get to know them and learn how we can continue to lead long, active, and healthy lifestyles. Let's get started. The Fit Moines Podcast is sponsored by Kaizen Health and Wellness. At Kaizen, we help active people in the Des Moines area get out of pain, become injury-free, and back to the sports and activities they love. We do this by working on four different areas. That is, movement, nutrition, sleep, and stress management. When we optimize these four areas, you not only feel better, but you move better, and you can continue to live your best life. Head to kaizenhealthandwellness.com to learn how we can help you get back to doing the things you love. What's up, Des Moines? Doc Lad here with the Fit Moines Podcast. Today I have Amy Hokomoto with Capital Row. Amy, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thank you so much for being here. Sure. So let's get started. Uh, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Well, my name is Amy. Um, I am a middle-aged woman who uh, spent several years working in the insurance industry, uh, worked behind a desk for 20 plus years, um, found myself feeling a little lethargic, thought I'd start to exercise again after about a 20-year hiatus. And I started running and um, really enjoyed you know, the cardio benefits and all of that and pushing myself in a, an area I'd never really done before, uh, but had a lot of joint pain, um, knees, hips, uh, probably from poor uh, core strength. Anyway, I was dragging my little sister along with me to all these 5Ks to try to keep me motivated. And one day she said, why don't you just row with me? Uh, and so I started rowing um, on the water um, about five years ago and fell in love with it for a, a million different reasons and decided a couple of years ago to leave my insurance career and open an indoor rowing studio. So that's yeah. what I do today. That's awesome. Now, did, before that... Uh, experience rowing had you rowed before at all or no, no. I walked up uh, one November to a uh, friends and family learn to row where they the Des Moines rowing group um, has a couple of master rowers that sit in stroke seat and bow seat and they put a bunch of novices in the middle yeah. and they teach you how to row they go through the technique they go through the equipment um, yeah. and then they get you out on the river and you take a few strokes and yeah. see how it goes that's awesome yeah, we lived in um, Okinawa. They had uh, dragon boat teams, and it's—I don't know. I mean, several of the bases around there had their own teams. Like there was a navy team, an army team, and whatnot. And I had some friends do that, and they—they they loved it. Once it's like once they did it, they were obsessed and they were hooked. And you know, oh yeah, like, I, I never did it myself, but it looked like a blast. So. Yeah, yeah, dragon boats are a lot more um, arms. What what people don't typically there's a, a big misconception that rowing is all arms and upper body and uh actually 60 percent of your rowing power comes from your legs sure. um so it's a it's a leg dominant sport and i like to really focus on the core as well so i think about 60 percent of my power comes from my legs 30 percent comes from my core and just really 10 to 15 percent from my upper body so sure it's full body full body sport for for sure yeah absolutely and you've got um, some different certifications as well, right? Can you talk a little bit about those? Yeah. So I'm a, I'm a master rower just by nature of being a water rower for more than two years. So um, I'm, I'm pretty proficient there. 
Um, from an indoor rowing perspective, that would be on a rowing machine, what we call an ergometer or an erg. I'm a certified erg instructor, and that just means that I am certified to teach people how to row um, on an erg. And the philosophy there is is always safety first before um, you get into like power and strengthening. I always want to make sure lower backs, hips, knees, all of those things are safe before we really start to crank up on people. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Now, would you say like, I mean, what's your, what's the like typical client look like? Do you have people that come in with injuries or? Um, that's a great question because I think when we opened, everyone I had talked to had a different uh, target audience for this studio. Yeah. Um, and what I'm finding is I have clients from basically every background you can imagine. So I have people, in fact, I have one client who was on a, a weight loss journey. He's lost, uh, he was 425 pounds when he started. He's lost 120 pounds to date. Um, really just totally focused on weight loss. Yeah. I have some people who have mobility issues who are just looking to, to get that mobility back. Um, and I also have a couple clients who are world-class athletes in other sports that use rowing as a cross train, but want to do it as effectively and efficiently as possible sure. um, and really do it without risking injury. Um, but I would say the typical client that we have is probably, you know, oh gosh, I would say it was, it's predominantly people looking to be active again, yeah. where running and other exercises just aren't really feasible for them from the joint perspective. Um, and people who are rounding out their workout regime. Yeah. Do you see like a change in like your clientele with the seasons? Like people that can't run outside, then do they cross train um, and then come in and row during the right. winter and then go back to running? Or we we do have some seasonal people that pop in and run, or I'm sorry, row during the winter um, sure. season. I think just generally the way Iowa works, you see a lot more people starting in October, November, December anyway. And then January, the big New Year's resolution, right? Everyone's rushing out trying to find their new jam for the year. Um, but I would say the people that are, you know, one of the questions that I was kind of mulling about, about is what is the most successful client? And they are the people that commit the three plus days a week um, are goal oriented um, and are really looking for a long-term lifestyle change versus a flash in the pan. This is going to help me in four weeks. I'm going to be able to move on with my life. Someone who's really just dedicated to the long-term. Gotcha. Okay. Um, now, how did you, how did you go from, just like recreational rowing and doing that for exercise to then owning your own studio. <laughs> Some might say it's a midlife crisis. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I was feeling some significant corporate America burnout. Yeah. Um, to be quite honest, I had been working the grind for quite a while. I wasn't feeling like I was contributing back to my organization in a manner that the organization probably deserved. Sure. Um, and so we had been thinking, my husband and I had been talking and thinking about an, an indoor rowing studio um, and how cool it would be to bring that idea of community, of fitness, of inclusivity um, to the Des Moines community. Yeah. And um, so to, to make the leap, it was really the stars aligned, the space became available. 
Um, I had some new leadership come into my organization. I sat down, I said, here's where I am mentally. Here's where I am, you know, with this position. If, if it's okay. And if we can come to an agreement, let's part ways and I can pursue something um, before I'm too old and scared to do it. So Mm -hmm. we jumped in and we're two years, more than two years in. um, And it's been an interesting ride. (laughs) Is there anything else in the Metro or even in Iowa? Uh, So we were the first indoor rowing studio to open in Iowa. Um, There is another rowing uh, gym opening up in Waukee. I believe they just opened. Um, It's a franchise, if I'm not mistaken. Um, But they incorporate uh, rowing as well as off-erg or off-machine moves as well. We've done some classes where we do some off-erg workouts, but predominantly we are all erg for our classes. So there's, there's differences between the two different studios, but, um, I, I believe they just opened maybe a month ago. I don't know with COVID how that has impacted their, their launch dates. Yeah. What, what kind of sets you guys apart from, um, not just that gym, but other cycling studio or, uh, rowing studio, sorry. Um, and, and how do your classes look compared to others? Yeah. I think what sets us apart the most is that we are locally owned and operated. And when you walk in here, I make it very clear that, that I don't have my own goals for you. I really want to help you identify, define um, your own goals, and then help you work towards those. Um, and so for the first few times a client will come in, I will cater and tailor that workout to kind of what they need from a comfort level to get them up to speed. Um, And we're really trying to build a community here rather than just a big box, you know, lots of numbers. We're really focused on individual performance and goals. Yeah. And do you have different styles of classes that you teach then? Um, I like to think that rowing, you can, yes, you can do a lot of different things um, in a lot of different styles. So, um, the instructors that we have all have a different kind of approach to their workouts. I lead most of the daytime classes. And so I like to mix mine up between a strength focused and a cardio focused workout. Um, So maybe Monday, Wednesdays, I'll do more cardio, like longer interval pieces, um, that sort of thing. We always have music in the background. I would say my, my noon hour has become a book club also. We'll sit around and talk about, you know, politics of the day or what book we're reading and all that. It's, it's kind of a, a fun break in routine. Um, other instructors will do more like video, loud music, themes. So everyone has kind of their own flavor yeah. of how they deliver a workout. Yeah. Is that your gym dog? Barking? What's that? Is that your gym dog barking? No, my gym dog is not here today. Oh, he's not. It must be my dog. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's his name again? My dog's name is Fozzie. Fozzie. Okay. Is he, yep. is he there with you every day? He was up until COVID, and then he's gotten pretty used to staying at home with uh, with the work from home spouse and, yeah. and the kiddos. Kind so like he'll that. come down with me Wednesdays and Fridays usually. Today was different because I had an appointment early, but... Yeah, he's usually here Wednesdays and Fridays. Gotcha. <laughs> now, what uh, what's this whole experience with COVID been like for you guys, and how have you navigated it? Oh man, um, it's it's been something. Um, 
I would say that uh, it's forced us to think differently about our business model. Um, we, it pushed me out of my comfort zone and uh, we opened up a virtual platform so that we're delivering our classes virtually as well as now that we're reopened back in person. Part of it's because we have such limited capacity now. Uh, we used to have a capacity of 18 people per class and now we're down to uh, five to six. So we're down to one third capacity um, and to figure out how to navigate that, we opened up a virtual platform, um, which has been pretty successful and actually quite fun. Okay. Um, finding new ways to engage people over um, interwebs is interesting, yeah. but it's fun. Now, are you guys, do, do a lot of people own their own router as well? Or do you guys loan those out or how's that working? How are you doing the virtual? Yeah, so we rented out 12 pieces of equipment um, for those who didn't. And then there are a few people who do own their own uh, equipment as well. Um, and so we have them doing the online also. Gotcha. Other than like smaller class sizes, everything kind of gone back to normal for you? or um, Aside from like rigorous cleaning and me being paranoid about yeah. disinfecting everything before, yeah. after, during, I am kind of neurotic about all of the touch points and making sure airflow is what we need it to be, keeping doors open as much as possible yeah. um, on top of having everyone six to 10 feet apart. Um, normal, I would say that there is no going back to the old normal. Yeah. Um, we have lots more time in between classes to eliminate you know, traffic overlap. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 we're rethinking everything to make people as safe as possible. Also, you know, from a personal standpoint, while I do own a gym and the, the whole thing is, is the group aspect, personally, I am apprehensive to go and promote a group anything at this point. So it has kind of changed my approach to, um, seeking out new clients and how much promotion we do and um, all of that. So there, there's been a lot of actually like small changes with all of this. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting too. Like I wonder just not just from like a gym and fitness uh, studio standpoint, but just life in general, like what is going to go back or, you know, what's going to go back to normal? What's our new normal look like and what, what of the changes that we've made are going to stick? So right. it'll be it'll be interesting to see like over the next year or who knows how much longer like what's that's what that's going to look like. Right, I think it's a great opportunity for everyone to rethink a lot of things um, about personal life, you know, their interactions, all of that, and what's important. And I guess one of the things personally that I've thought about is how has COVID really impacted me personally is just yeah. really prioritizing, you know, who and what is important. Yeah. Um, and how you can best maintain that. Yeah. Yeah. It's really made a lot of people just slow down. And like you said, think about what's important and prioritize those things. Um, so I definitely like there's been a lot of bad things about this year and about COVID, but I think there's also a lot of good things and there's some good things we can, some positive things that we can take away from it moving forward too, just like you said. So, yep. Yeah. Now, do you have any, like, other other than your class? I mean, you teach a lot of classes, so I know you're very busy, you're very active. Is there anything else that you do um, to stay healthy and fit? Um, I would say that um, diet is always really, really important. 
Sure. And having that right balance between um, what you're eating, when you're eating it, how much you're eating. That's always been um, really important to me is, is, uh, is the, the calorie intake. And for me at this point with leading as many classes as I do, I have to make sure that I'm eating enough. Yeah. Um, oftentimes I get busy and I, you know, it'll be eight o'clock and I'll think, oh my gosh, how much have I, I haven't eaten enough today. Like I'm starting yeah. to feel a little, <laughs> a little lightheaded. Yeah. Um, so, so I think that diet is huge. Um, I'm also training to do my first ERG marathon. Oh, so wow. I'll be rowing, uh, the equivalent of 26 miles, um, in about a week. So, um, I've been doing my extra workouts on Sundays. Which has wow. been kind of fun. That's awesome. Yeah. Do that. I'm just doing it here at the gym. Um, yeah, I have a, a guy that I've roped into rowing with me. Um, <laughs> he's done he's done them before and he's gracious enough to to train with me. And it's yeah. it's you know, it's it's not easy. It's not an easy thing to do, but so that's a long ways to row. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Now going back to just to, to touch on the nutrition point, um, you know, you said some of your clients are focusing more on weight loss or performance. How do you address the like nutrition standpoint with them? Um, the, there's one gentleman in particular who's lost the most weight, and he started his journey taking control of his his diet. Yeah. Um, and so that's that's fantastic. I am not a certified dietitian. I am not. Um, really trained in that. And so I do encourage people to seek help if they are struggling with that. Sure. Um, I try to stay in my lane with what I am an expert in and that's rowing um, and all of that. But um, I think I encourage people often to seek out help with uh, nutrition. And I think as things are starting to emerge, mental health is also equally important to having that nice balance and being a healthy person just overall. Yeah. Have you, along that mental health standpoint, have you seen like a big shift in people like as, you know, from when they start with you guys over like several months, you see their confidence grow or their, you know, their attitude change or anything like that? Yeah. What I think is so cool. And one thing that hit me really hard um, when we had to close down for two months was that I had gotten so used to a few of my clients coming in and just talking, Yeah, you know, it was, it was mentally refreshing just to be able to, to talk and to listen to people kind of unburden themselves. And, yeah. um, so many people reached out and said, I missed my one-on-one -on -one time. I didn't realize that you weren't just my, my trainer. You were also my counselor yeah. just because you listen, you know, sometimes it's just, I got to get this off my chest. Sure. Um, and I think working out just generally gives people a mental reprieve from their day. Oh, yeah. They just take that 45 minutes and just think about their movements or something other than the stressors. And so you do see people come in with the weight of the world and then they leave feeling a little bit lighter. And, and that's, and that's kind of the whole point, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's great to see. Um, what, uh, I guess, what would you define or what's your definition of health? And then like, what, what makes a healthy person? Um, you know, that's an interesting question too, because so many people come in here and they say, oh, well, I need to lose 30 pounds and yeah. it's all about the scale. And, you know, some people all my life, I've been relatively trim and people are like, oh, well, you're in great shape. 
okay, well, let's talk about my cholesterol numbers. Let's talk about my blood pressure because I've inherited through genetics some, some pretty volatile uh, things coming up. Sure. Um, so I think for me, what defines someone as healthy is, you know, all their their metrics are in line or within a reasonable level. Um, that's your glucose levels, your blood pressure, your cholesterol, all of the things, a healthy weight. Um, and then more so I start thinking about the mental health piece. Like you have all of the, the physical things going on, um, but how are you mentally? And I think that that's one area that I think about a lot just in how it's kind of hard to define and there's nothing that you can test your blood for. And it's just, how do you measure that mental health piece? But yeah, I think for the most part, healthy weight, healthy diet, um, all of your metrics in line with, with where you are in life. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. I mean, it's so much more than just a number on the scale. Um, you really got to look at the whole person, right? Like, mm -hmm. Weight, nutrition, mental health, like there's so many different pieces that go into it and make a healthy person. It's not just that that one number. So. Yeah. Is there anything else that you want people to know either about you or about Capital Row? Well, I suppose one thing, if I were to go back and talk to um, someone back when I was feeling intimidated with going to gyms and whatnot, yeah. this isn't your normal normal gym. And there's a lot of preconceived notions about rowing is super hard. Mm. Um, I don't think I can do it. What is this thing? I've tried it. I hated it or I tried it and I hurt myself. And um, honestly, that's why we exist because rowing is as hard as you want to make it. Sure. Uh, poor, poor form makes it harder. Um, and you can have a lot of fun and we're building a community. Um, so I would want people to feel less intimidated of walking in and trying something either completely brand new or something that they struggle with. Yeah. Um, we're not here to judge. I'm here to help. Um, and everyone here is so supportive of all of the other clients. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Amy, this has been great. So if people want to learn more about you or about Capital Row, how can they do so? They can hit up our website at capitalrowia.com. They can go to our Facebook page. Um, they can email me directly, which can be found on our website. They can call me. Um, they can walk in. I'm here most days from about 6.30 until 1.30, 2 o'clock. Um, always available by phone, email, text. Yeah. Where are you guys located? Yeah. Uh, we are located in the East Village right next door to Alba at 522 East 6th Street. Awesome. Well, Amy, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. Yeah. Good talking to you. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. If you want to learn more about today's guests or about Kaizen Health and Wellness and how we can help you continue to be active and pain-free for life, head over to kaizenhealthandwellness.com to learn more.